Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, we keep seeing and reading these reports that Russ may want to play somewhere else. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We have no intention of making any move there. What will the Denver Broncos do with oh. Aaron Rodgers not coming? How does trading for Russell Wilson sound? That's what just happened. Wow. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Coming up. Former Vikings general manager Rick Spielman. Pro Football Hall of Famer Emmett Smith. Host of HBO's Game Theory, Bomani Jones. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with Tom Pelissero, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, in hour number one about the genesis of the Russell Wilson trade from Seattle to Denver, what Seattle's plans at quarterback now are, why this happened now, what happened between Russ and the Seahawks that caused the trade to occur at all Denver's plans. It was just great. Soup to nuts. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all that you may have missed. Hour three, Bamani Jones is going to be joining us. Emmett Smith, Pro Football Hall of Famer, first ballot guy. He will be joining us. You at 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the program. But in terms of uh, some insight on uh, uh, as to what happens uh, for trades like this and how they do come about and how they are executed, uh, joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, former general manager of the Minnesota Vikings, whose first draft, if I'm not mistaken, was the draft in which Russell Wilson was taken when uh, he drafted Matt Khalil and Harrison Smith in the first round for the Minnesota Vikings. Joining us here is Rick Spielman. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks for asking. And before we get started, if I can get two quick points out of the way. Go for it. Uh, you know, for... First time in my career, I watched the combine from my couch and watched the uh, broadcast and everything. But the thing that I was looking for forward to the most was you running the forty. Mm-hmm. And apparently, your agent told you to hold out this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm going to do it at my pro day, Rick. Rick. <laughs> so I didn't know if there was an announcement on when your yeah. pro day was or when that was going to be. But it was the first, only time. You're going to have all the decision makers under one roof. I know that to see the Rich Eisen forty. I know that. And that's I know that, Rick. I know, um, but I'm so, going to I'm going to do it next month. I'm doing it next month here in Los Angeles, trying to raise as much money as possible by inviting as many people in. Because uh, this just in, Rick. Unless you you may not know, uh, the the combine is kind of a closed event, and uh, it, it's not easy to get uh, people into that building. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, it is. On a serious note, it's a great cause, and you've done Thanks, such great work in that area. And uh, the other point that I'd really like to make is I thought it was a brilliant idea on Mike McDaniel and the cliche caper <laughs> on the head coach's talk. Uh, with It is what it is. I don't have a crystal ball. Right. Only players we're going to talk about are the players here today. Right. 
but I was disappointed, and I thought maybe I could give you a few tips on maybe cliches if you have a front office person. Oh, oh, Oh. Oh. look at you, Rick Spillman, coming with this. Yeah, you were very, very uh, not all-inclusive. At that event. <laughs> All right, no, hold on a second. Hold on a minute. So, so you you can't you can't tell me that you've never used those cliches because you've definitely. I'm only I talking about the guys cliches, that are here. And I wanted to share them with you. Okay. So if you have sure. uh, someone down the road that if you ever want to use these, okay. um, I'm, I, the first one would be, um, we will stay true to our board and take best player available. Ah, that, okay, that's a good the, one. The other one would be. This player checks all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it. What else you got? The next one, I know we're $150 million over the salary cap, but we still want to sign all our players back. Okay, great. Well, that's just a and falsehood, then, right? That's just that's just false. That can't be true. The last one that's the most important one yes. is if you hear anyone, head coach or front office person say, we have no intent or intention of trading this player. That is the kiss of death. That player is gone. <laughs> Rick Spielman. What a boy. Oh, out of the gate. Wow, tremendous. Oh, all of us are just giving you a clap. Good answers. Well, it, it was funny when I, I was reading through the clips and I saw Pete Carroll say that. And I was like, I remember back when I was asked that question on Percy Harvard. And the exact quote I used was, we have no intent on trading Percy and ended up trading him to Seattle a couple weeks later. So then let's get so, into it. Did you have, like, so what does that mean, no intention? Why is, in, why is no intention that, that smoke signal? What, what is that? Well, because smoke you, screen? you technically may have no intent to do that, but all of a sudden you get a deal in place or you continue to work on a deal uh, I was very careful a couple years ago. Uh, I didn't want to use the word intent when we ended up trading uh, Stefan Diggs to Buffalo. So I, I put it and phrased it in a different way. But what made me think about all this was when you did the cliche caper uh, on coaches talk, uh, just when I listened to all these press conferences, I was trying to read between the lines of what they were actually saying. And the one that really popped out was when I heard uh, Coach Carroll say that about uh, Russell Wilson. And and ironically enough, Rick, uh, he was saying that as Mike McDaniel at the very next podium to uh, Pete's (laughs) right was uh, sticking the triple Lindy of coaching cliches for me, Uh, Rick Spielman here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show, former Vikings general manager. So when Pete Carroll said um, we have no intention to trade, is that also potentially uh, uh, telling George Payton what your offering is not enough? Could that possibly be something like that? Yeah, there, there's a lot that goes uh, behind the scenes, you know. And I've been involved in a lot of a lot of trades, a lot of big trades, and I was very, uh, as you know, I'm very close with George Payton. We worked together for over 20 plus years, and we did a lot of deals when. Uh, he was in not only Miami, but in, uh, in, in Minnesota with me and just what's going on behind the scenes. And a lot of times, uh, if you're not, if you're saying that there's probably not a resolution on what the compensation will be, but it doesn't mean that you're not talking because if that trade does not happen and he could always come back and fall on, yeah, we didn't have any intent to, to trade him, but no one knows what was taking place behind the scenes. Hmm. 
So what do you think of the compensation that uh, Seattle received? Uh, you know, there's always the who won the trade conversation. Yeah. I'll place that in front of you, Rick Spielman. Well, people can talk about it now, but you won't truly understand what that trade meant. Like, one of the biggest trades we did when I was in Minnesota was the Jared Allen trade. Um, you know, and that ended up working well for uh, – for us, because Jared Allen came in and had a great career. Hopefully, he'll get into the Hall of Fame someday. Uh, he was one of the all-time uh, best defensive ends in Minnesota Viking history, in my opinion. Um, you know, you look at when we were able to trade Stephon Diggs, and Buffalo got a great player. That was a very hard decision that we had to make, but we were fortunate enough to recover in a draft and get a Justin Jefferson. So it worked out well for both sides. So I think is what will happen is you'll have to wait and see how much Russell Wilson elevates the Denver Broncos, you know, because they play in a very tough division with a lot of great quarterbacks in that division. Will he elevate them, get them into the playoffs, and get them to eventually you do a trade like that because you're doing it to win a Super Bowl. But also Seattle, they have to have a plan in place. So what are they going to do a quarterback right now? Do they fall in love potentially one of those guys uh, at the Combine that are coming out in the draft this year. There are so much speculation out there, especially from a media perspective. Well, this isn't a strong class. This isn't this. This isn't that. But on the inside, I know a lot of teams have spent a lot of time with those quarterbacks on, on board work, on personality, on character traits, on psychological testing. And you watch as this goes along, uh, that one of these quarterbacks or a couple of these quarterbacks are going to come up and start, you know, rising up people's draft boards, especially if they fall in love with them after they go through all these pro days and, and all the other uh, due diligence they will do on these guys. And finally, I would say the other point is, you know, what's going to happen with the quarterbacks out there now and our teams think that, hey, none of these quarterbacks are going to fill what we need and we're going to have to go out and get an aggressive to get a Jimmy Garoppolo or depending on what happens with the Deshaun Watson situation, and let's say, you know, all of a sudden some of the legal issues start coming to light, so you actually know what you're going to be dealing with. And But teams have to have a quarterback. So when you make a trade like a Russell Wilson, who's such a great player, uh, Denver got a great quarterback that they're expecting them not to get to the playoffs, but eventually get them to the Super Bowl but I'm sure Seattle has a plan in place as well on what their next step is at that position. Rick Spielman, former Vikings general manager from 2012 to last year, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, do you call Bobby Wagner now, five minutes ago? Like, how does that work? (laughs) How does that work, Rick? Like, you know, you're hearing he's not a scheme fit. This team's already handled an inside linebacker. Even if you had a great inside linebacker, wouldn't you call him? Like, literally right now? Five minutes ago? Well, literally, yeah. I thought you wanted me to call him and see if he'd come on the show. <laughs> no, I've, I've got bookers for that, uh, Rick. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about you as a general right, manager. Well, I, yeah, no, I don't have a job right now, so if you need a booker, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you were in a front office, Rick, like uh, when you, when a player yeah. like he, it, like if his caliber comes available, like what do you think's happening right now? New league year, conversations open up Monday, oh, some of his well, caliber comes up. What happens? All of a sudden, yeah, that happens has an effect on because technically he's going to be in the free agent market right and since they released them people are going to start talking now um but that's that's adding depth 
you know, and I don't know the depth of the linebackers coming out this year uh, in the free agent market. But what teams will do is, can we go out and get a potential Bobby Wagner-type linebacker, or do we feel comfortable enough that we don't have to fill that need and maybe allocate our resources at other positions that we need, uh, and then we'll fill that with the cheaper labor if we can draft someone potentially in the second, third round, and, and or you know a player like a Micah Parsons, which Dallas did a great job taking last year that had such a major impact. So in those front offices and in those meetings, you are talking about, well, we don't feel that the linebacker class is very strong in the draft, so let's go out and get a Bobby Wagner, or it may be the opposite. Listen, Bobby Wagner's a great player, but I think we can allocate our resources elsewhere at other positions and then try to fill the need in the draft. Rick Spillman here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you think the market is for Jordan Love right now? Well, that, that was interesting because I was thinking back, you know, uh, when Green Bay had Aaron Rodgers sitting in the wings when he was behind Brett Favre. And eventually they traded Brett Favre that went to the Jets for a year, and then we were fortunate enough to get Brett Favre uh, in Minnesota uh, with us. But Jordan Love, as you look at it, everybody has their college grades. Everybody scouted him and what they felt. Uh, what type of quarterback he was going to be. It's hard right now to say where he is at in his progress as becoming a starting quarterback or how good a quarterback he's going to be. The only ones that know that technically are the Green Bay Packers because, uh, what, two preseasons ago, we didn't have a preseason uh, because of the COVID. Uh, and last year, you know, went down to three games. So basically – since he's been in the, uh, with the Green Bay Packers and have been drafted by Green Bay, you, you have a couple snaps that you've seen through the preseason, and that was it. And I don't believe he's really had any uh, significant snaps. Well, in the he, did, he, did, he did have that start this past year when you know, Rodgers famously did come down with COVID. So, I mean, he did have that one start against Kansas City. So there is tape on that. I guess Kansas City would know, but they're not in the market. So what do you think? No, but, but that, that's hard to, you know, you're going off of one game. Right. And, you know, when you're looking at that position, there has to be a history behind it because it's hard to judge a especially a quarterback, off that one game. Right. So what do you think? Because clearly he's available, and, you know, I don't know what your grade was or if you, were, if you were not looking at him because you had Cousins locked up like he was, you know, Garrett Cole with all that, uh, you know, guaranteed <laughs> money. But, uh, what, like, what do you, what do you, you think? Like what it is? Four, year, four years later, it sure doesn't look like a lot. As it does the, the money's going out today for these positions. Uh, right. But, so what do you um, what do you think the market is like? Gutekunst gets a phone call. Somebody's like, uh, they'll I, I buy. I think it will be de- depend on the quarterback needy teams and you know where does Garoppolo? Because you know what Garoppolo is. You have a history with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Deshaun Watson get traded? Uh, does Trubisky get him? You know, you've got some a uh, pretty good feel of what Trubisky is and and what he potentially could be if he gets in another situation. Uh, so I think it's you have some options out there. Uh, Winston's still out there as well. So once the pieces start falling in place and these quarterback needy teams uh, make decisions, uh, then you're going to have probably a better idea of if, if Jordan Love is, is tradable or if Green Bay does want to trade him. 
but also uh, it's supply and demand too. And if teams are going to be more patient and say, well, I want to go look at Malik Wilson or you want to go get one of these, uh, Sam Howe or one of these quarterbacks in the draft and start fresh with one of them, uh, then they may look at it that way as well. So would you, let's say, I'll put you in Gutekun's shoes. Do you call places? Or would you say, you know what, uh, I'm going to hold on to him and, and make somebody call me? I, I, would, I would probably sit and be patient and see if anyone calls me uh, because he's cheap labor. He's still under his rookie contract. He's been developed in that system for the last two years. If something, God forbid, does happen to Rodgers, do they feel confident enough that they have a player in place that they drafted that can step in and help win ball games uh, if, if Rodgers is, is missing games due to an injury or, or whatever? Um, so you want to make sure that you still have some depth at that position as well. And, and probably you'd want to just stay patient because if you want to go out and sign a backup quarterback, I mean, Andy Dalton got $10 million last year, I believe. Um, so, um, and how much are these backup quarterbacks making right now? Well, if you feel that you have just as good of a chance to win in this league with love than you do with one of the potential vet backup quarterbacks, Love's a cheaper price. He's younger, he's healthier, and he's been in our system. Let's stay with Love. Rick Spielman, a few more minutes left with the GM, formerly of the Vikings, here on the Rich Eisen Show. And uh, I'll just um, come straight out. What I said yesterday, and I think a lot of people echo it, is the Rogers staying that obviously, um, you know, the places that are most upset about it are Minnesota, Chicago, and Detroit because he's still in the division. And, you know, Detroit has golf and they're hoping that he can show maybe this year before they have to make a long term decision on him that he is the right guy. And they bears hope that Justin Fields is their guy. And then there's Minnesota with Kirk Cousins again. Um, do you think he can win a Super Bowl there, Rick? Do you because Aaron Rodgers? No, sir. Kirk Cousins. Do you think Kirk Cousins can win a Super Bowl there? In Minnesota, Rick. I, I think it, it, um, you know, I think he's a very talented quarterback. He has a lot of great qualities around him. Uh, I think he's one of the most accurate throwers uh, in the league. Uh, you watch some of the tape and some of the throws he makes under pressure. Uh, I think some of the other things he has to have is a very strong supporting cast around him. I don't know how the new regime feels about him. I know he has a working relationship uh, with Kevin O'Connell, who, who I think they work together in Washington, and what that relationship is. So it'll be interesting to see. I know, you know, he's had a lot of, lot of uh, very good production. I know last year uh, we lost a lot of games on the last drives, and there's some of the games that in overtime that he made some plays to help us win games. He won a big game a few years ago down in New Orleans uh, in overtime for us. So I think usually – these quarterbacks, but everything has to line up and everything has to be not only good for the quarterback, but the team gets hot. You, you know, you never know in this league. I remember we lost in, to Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC championship game, and Nick Foles, when Carson Wentz got hurt, struggled mm-hmm. a little bit, but he got hot at the right time. They beat us pretty significantly uh, in Philadelphia, went on to win the Super Bowl uh, with Nick Foles. So you never know. Uh, but I do believe that no matter who it is, you have to have everything kind of aligned up, good defense, you know, things going on offense, staying healthy, 
and who knows what happens. Well, obviously, look, you know, there, nobody really gets a mulligan in life, but would you give Cousins the same contract again if you could wave a wand and go back in time? Would you do that? Well, you, you know, when we went back and we looked at the, and we went through that decision-making process, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got to the NFC Championship game with Case Keenum, who had a phenomenal year, and we were one game away from getting to the Super Bowl, which was in our stadium that year. Mm-hmm. And we felt very strongly that there was very few people that come on the market with Kirk Cousins. Uh, with I think Kirk Cousins just pulled the the, <laughs> the plug on his phone. I was like, what just happened? Rick, Rick didn't really want to answer that question. <laughs> Would you give him the contract? You like that? <laughs> we don't like that. Del Tufo. You know, every once in a while, every when you're paying well, attention. DJ Mikey hey, just D. Just answer the phone. Oh, no, he's, back on. Back on. he's back on. There you he's go. There we go. You there, Rick? I had no intent on hanging up on that. <laughs> well done. That is fast and quick. And that's it for the show today. Hey, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. See. As you were saying, sorry, you were saying very I was hanging literally on every word you were saying, so you were saying about Keenum and everything back in the day. So would you give him the yeah, same contract so, again? Yeah, when we well, we felt very strongly that that a Kirk Cousins doesn't come on the open market like that. And he had a very strong market uh, with other teams pursuing him. So we knew we were going to have, if we wanted to land Kirk Cousins, we were going to have to do something beyond what was normally done just because someone like that doesn't come on the open market and free agency. So we felt as, as an organization, speaking with our ownership group, our coaches, and uh, and all the decision makers are building that it was the right move for us at the time. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. You checked every box, Rick. So thank you very much. <laughs> thanks for the well, call. Yeah, it was fun being on. You bet. Uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks for the call. Okay. Thanks for having me on. Today. You bet. Thank you. Rick Spielman, former Minnesota Vikings general manager. He brought it. He brought it. <laughs> You know, uh, and and I look forward to having him on again. It'll be great. Um, did you notice the one word that he did not say when I asked him if Kirk Cousins can win a Super Bowl in in uh, Minnesota? What's yeah, the one word? He didn't, the... he didn't say yes. That's the word. <laughs> well, the phone went out in his defense. No, 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 no. That was in the question of would you give him the contract again. <laughs> And he pointed out what they what their thinking was at the time, but that was a very in, uh, insightful call as well. On hey, you know, and you're going to hear it everywhere. Notice we haven't done it, but I did ask him the question because I knew what the answer was going to be anyway. But I asked it. You're going to hear it. Seattle won the trade. Denver won the trade. You know who's we don't know who's won the trade yet. Either one of them. Who's Denver going? Who's Seattle going to draft with these picks? And what's Russell going to do in Denver? If Russell doesn't win a Super Bowl in Denver, and they gave up all these picks, and Seattle goes off and does its thing, Seattle wins a trade. If Russ wins one Super Bowl in Denver, one, when? and doesn't make the playoffs the rest of his tenure there, you know who wins a trade? Denver wins a trade, and you know who also wins a trade? Maybe right now, you could say, win or lose what Russell Wilson does there, the Bowen family.
Why? You know who's up for sale right now? The Broncos. Mm -hmm. Do you know what price just went up? The Broncos. Are the Broncos more valuable today than yesterday? Oh, yes, they are. You want it on the NFL? You want it on the Denver Broncos? Here's the price. 11 gajillion dollars. <laughs> it's that saying this that was around. That was, and somebody's like, I- I've got a check for 11 gajillion dollars right here. Can, uh, can, I, can I buy the Broncos? <laughs> well, that was the price when Drew Locke was our yeah, quarterback. Right. There's a saying right now, Rich, yesterday's price isn't today's price. And <laughs> uh, that's correct. So in that case, the Broncos have won this trade regardless of what happens. But it's just in, the, in the general sense of who's won the trade football-wise, shrug emoji right now. Mercedes-Benz Vans wants to know, when was the last time you thought about your dream? You used to think about it all the time. What happened? I say it's time for you and your dream to get back together. Look, dreams were just made. Uh, in Denver yesterday and smashed to smithereens in Seattle for a lot of people. But the bottom line is Seattle can get back together with their dreams. All they have to do is get a better roster in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. (laughs) (laughs) You, however, can just get in one right now and tour around the country, visit friends, family, commune with nature, or start your own business. Because the Mercedes-Benz van we're talking about means innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Expect amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and an available gas engine. Runs just like your dream. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter and tell them your dream sent you. Back with more of your phone calls and ass an overreaction Wednesday coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here in the Rich Eisen Show <laughs> Terrestrial Radio Network, and I say to all of our Terrestrial Radio listeners, you have no idea what that was just talking about. <laughs> I feel bad. But go to our YouTube page for that. Parachuting spiders. 
<sighs> they came over here in shipping containers. Okay, Shocking. now I can. Now that's Everything. my point. Right, let's go to, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Months. Gwen in Chicago, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Gwen? Peter Parker in New York. What's up, Gwen? Hey, Gwen or, hey thanks for uh, catching me on my 24-hour anniversary of being a lifelong Broncos fan. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was just taking down all my Seahawks stuff. Notice that I still have an, a signed autograph photo from you, but it's signed to my dead name, so I'm going to need a new autograph photo from you, Rich. Okay. I have, like, a sports take, though, a, a sports radio take. Uh, we were like all up, uh, you know, going crazy for Robert Kraft, keeping that thing together for 20 years with Brady and Belichick. Paul Allen passes, sadly, and then that thing goes to rot in two and a half years. I, do you think like lack of ownership might have led to this? Dude, it's still Russell Wilson, right? I mean, so I, I, I don't know if, if Paul Allen. I mean, what is he doing? Just playing his guitar and 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 um and I'm saying like spend, going on his yacht. Back when he took over, Pete Carroll like completely took over. Look, I, I do think ownership matters big time. I think ownership matters and a voice matters, but it's still it's still John Schneider shopping for the groceries and Pete Carroll doing whatever he wanted to do, and Russell Wilson still you know part of the team. I again Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner. Why why are we getting rid of Bobby Wagner? Because it does appear that Bobby Wagner, as Tom Pelissero called yesterday. Uh, I mean, called in first hour saying that he called yesterday to the Seahawks after they traded Russ and say, you know, if 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 my salary was going to cause you to cut me, then do it now rather than later. You know, right, and again, again, say we referring to the Seahawks and can I give a go Broncos before I hang up and listen? There you go. There you go. <laughs> go By the way, congratulations. Call us on the 48 hour anniversary of your Bronco <laughs> fandom. It means we'll talk to you tomorrow. That was a funny opening line. Right. right 24 hours. <laughs> Before we get to overreaction Monday, again, the one aspect of this trade, ending the era of Russell Wilson in Seattle, the question will be equally as unanswered as why Marshawn didn't get the football. These are two, I guess, two of the biggest questions of the, of the Pete Carroll uh, Russell Wilson era. One, why didn't Marshawn get the football? Two, what, why, why did Russell have to go? Why did Russell want to go? What happened? I don't. Those are two different ways to look at it. Why did Russell want to go? And why did Russell have to go? Why couldn't it? Why couldn't it be like um, Aaron Rodgers? Russ is old and gray, and. You know, on the uh, RW3 system, <laughs> playing deep into his 40s. Why not? While his, you know, famous and talented and beautiful wife sits at home and does her work around the globe as well, you know, hangs with the kids and is incredibly successful business-wise. She's doing it. It's like Tom. Like, why can't he be, why couldn't he have been a, the Tom? Of this well, franchise, will, Rich, uh, but in Denver. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, why did it have to end? What happened? Something happened. I like yes. the thirty for thirty idea. And, and again, you know, Tom basically said it's never just one thing. It's you know, the relationship with him and Pete were good enough where they were calling each other and talking to each other. It's not like that they're on pay no mind list. So, I don't know. Will we ever find out? Great question. Ask anybody close to the situation, and they'll be like, ah, it was just time. You know what? <laughs> okay. 
I don't think we find out. Uh, I don't know. Have we ever done an overreaction Wednesday? That means still, too, for you've got to talk over the drop that's about to play, right? You know that. No, I don't think I oh, do. Oh, we don't. I think we right? have a Wednesday. Oh, roll Wait. it then. My bad. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Wednesday. Oh. Oh. I was excited for a second. Oh. I, I was ready. Wednesday. Do we have one for every day of the week? I shouldn't get too far ahead of myself here, but we have oh. the technology. We're flexible. Christopher. Here we go. What do you have? Here we go, guys. Hey, breaking news. Not sure if you guys heard. Russell Wilson traded to the Seahawks. Oh, no, the Broncos. Broncos. Yes. From the Seahawks. <laughs> he went back. Start again. Now that he's in Denver, Russ is going to cook at an MVP level without Pete in the offense holding him back. Uh, <laughs> well, this will be one of the fascinating aspects of this uh, trade to see what's going on. Um, Russ was cooking at an MVP level. Was he? Yes, he was. Remember that a year, a year and a half ago? Yeah, for the first half of the year. Yeah, then he broke his finger. That was two years ago. I mean, last year. Last he year he broke his finger. I mean, I mean he two years ago he was hot and then kind of cooled off. I don't know. The, the year he I'll, I'll say that's an, touchdowns? I will say that's an overreaction because Pete Carroll did allow him to cook for half a season. If if the concept is he was the one in the kitchen putting the uh, turning the oven off on his on his quarterback, I, I do proffer to say there will be fewer runs on third and six. <laughs> you know, um, but let's see. It's a whole new world for him. New coach, new world, new situation. You know, it is the first time, though, this is an interesting aspect of this. It is the first time that Russ will be um, already Russell Wilson for his coach coming in in the same way that Roethlisberger had a new lease when Cower left and Tomlin was there. Maybe that's what Russ needs as well. Like, hey, you're obviously already the man. And you have much more say because we've given all this up for you. Again, we're just buying into narratives that we don't know 100% for sure. But he's in a new spot. I'll say right now that's an overreaction. All right, guys. Because it's DK Metcalf walking through the door. Yeah, but he's got some got good it. receivers there. True. Though, They've got good receivers. Good running I, game. I got it. Okay. And he's thrown let's, 96 touchdowns the last three seasons. Let's see. How, so, let's, see. let's see if it's the receivers or it was Drew Locke. We'll see. What else? Guys, AFC West is going to be pretty good. We got Patrick Mahomes. We got Justin Herbert. We got Russell Wilson. We got Derek Carr. AFC West, best division in football. We'll have three playoff teams in 2022. I would say that's not an overreaction. I'll go for that one. Yeah, man. Who misses the playoffs, though? Um, could be Denver. Yeah. Could be Denver. Let's see what they look like. Let's see how they put it together. There's a lot of moving parts, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see for all these. Teams. And let's see what Josh McDaniels looks like in uh, in Vegas. But I think you'd have to sit here and say it's it's the Chiefs. And did you see Mike Williams got tagged? He got re-upped. Oh, he did. He, that's right. I mean, he got uh, he, he got re-upped he for got big an time extension. contract. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and uh, which means Keenan Allen could be out the door potentially. Chargers have a lot of cap room, so they're going to make moves. Okay, let's see. What else you got over there, Chris? All right, uh, another story. Not sure if you guys heard about this, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay, uh, announced that one, yesterday. That one I heard. Aaron Rodgers, guys, 
needs to win another Super Bowl to complete his legacy. No, he doesn't. So what's his legacy then? To complete, complete is what's his legacy right now? One of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the Green Bay Packers. Why? He's got one ring. If he wants to surpass Bart Starr, then he needs to win more. Yeah. So you're saying his legacy is great quarterback, only won once, or great quarterback, he's up there with uh, two-time Super Bowl winners. Yeah, it's great quarterback, only won once at the moment. Needs to. I don't think he needs to do anything. I think he's already done enough. Now, he could be, and here's the deal. No one's going to be Brady. What else? So what do you, so that's the whole legacy question. Are you, are you Brady or Brady light or not even Eli? Wow, like, you, is that the way we're, is that the way we're yes. going to look at everything right now? Aaron Rodgers, not Eli. Got it. <laughs> All right. Last one guys. And uh, just because, you know, it's March 9th and we haven't done it yet so far at uh, 1039 Pacific. Tom Brady's coming back. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Guys. Come back. He's seeing all these quarterbacks and the headlines, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. What about me? Never say never, but never. That is definitely part of the questioning right here, don't you think? You heard Ian. He's still on the TB12. He's still carrying around the gallon chuck of water. We talked about this this morning. Do you think Tom Brady is going to be like, you know what? I'm done with football. Let's start eating Doritos, eat some pizza. He's going to stay like this for the rest of his life. He can play until he's 55. Exactly. Wow. He's never going to let himself no, go. He's not letting himself go. Second, don't but do folks. I, 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 I do have to say there's all that money out there. And it's not like he does it for money. And it's, no. But it, it's also yeah, but it like everybody's talking about all these guys. And he's he could beat them all. You know, Malcolm all. Butler helped, helped him beat one. He just, you know, he did beat another. And, uh, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, right. you heard Brady on the That'll shop. He's like mother beating guys. He's beating Mahomes. He's beating Mahomes. You know? I don't know. Josh Allen's become Josh Allen after he left the division. What's our TB12 heat check? Today? Heat check. TB12 heat check. I'm still sitting at seven. I'm not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> but that's the north side of. It's the north side of no. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the over right now, but just slightly. Still too early. Still too early. Are there, is, who else's podcast can he go on to start laying it out there? He's done one a month. His own one in March. Uh, his own one in February. Fred and couples. then Fred Couples in March. <laughs> who else? I don't know. Don Cricky got one? Don Cricky. Great name. The Don Cricky podcast, everybody. Tom Brady's coming back. That's an odd spot for him to come back on it. Great. Good overreaction Wednesday. Hey, thanks, guys. I like it. I had a question. Can you say it after after the break? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that after the break. Let's do that after the break. <laughs> Hour number three, we've got Emmett coming up, and we've got also Bomani Jones and you, 844-204-RICH. Phone call's coming up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Callaway Odyssey putter. I usually don't uh, mind a blade, but and I'll be honest. Do people not like using blade putters? Because what they like, they like the big mallets now these days. Yes, I like. I prefer a blade putter. I do too. Yeah, yeah, me too. I do. And now we've got a try hot five k, folks. Because Odyssey is telling telling anybody that you, you're you're anti blade. Guess what? This baby has been engineered using multi-material construction to dramatically increase forgiveness. Something called MOI. And at 5,000 MOI, that's where the 5K comes in with the Tri-Hot 5K. The kind of forgiveness that you'd expect from a mallet is now delivered in a blade. Tri-Hot 5K comes in classic blade shapes as well as more oversized models like double wide and triple wide. And each one comes with the legendary White Hot Insert. Yep, the most popular insert ever is back with its original feel, sound, and performance. With the Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K, the days of sacrificing performance to play a blade are over because it's truly a blade unlike any other. See the Tri-Hot 5K lineup at odysseygolf.com. You were asking a question going to break. You're like, can I ask a question? Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's uh, wait a uh, minute. Getting break. back to the overreaction thing when Chris asked about does Aaron Rodgers need to win another Super Bowl? So you mean to say that if he goes on, and he completes his contract, and he finishes with 22 years in the NFL, and he only has one Super Bowl, that no one will look at him differently? Yeah, they'll look at him as a disappointment. Let me tell you that the difference. Okay. Because we, we constantly say that like you have to win Super Bowls to be considered upper echelon guys, great. Guys, I every year I see him at the combine, you'll see him at the Super Bowl every now and then. Dan Marino. I don't know of a single soul that looks at him and says, you know what? He's not one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, but- he made the NFL one hundred all time team. We know Dan Marino is excellent, but when we do our Mount Rushmores and things of that, people do not put Dan Marino. He's not one of the and Carson, we, Brotman has breaking news, I think. We'll get back to this. Okay, I think this what is you, more important. Well, okay. What do you got? We got breaking oh, news? baby. 42 seconds ago from Adam Schefter. Colts, I'll let you do it, Chris. The Colts are trading Carson Wentz to the Washington football team. Or the Commanders. The Commanders for a package of picks that is thought to include two third rounders. I thought that was important that we get that in. There two real quick. third rounders. Okay, uh, here we are live again. Um, Sorry, TJ. talking about talking I mean, about. I broke it, so it's, it's fine. no, no, no. Yeah. So here we are live again talking about something that just happened involving a quarterback. Carson Wentz is being traded by Indianapolis to the Washington Commanders for two third-rounders. So now we have a job opening. So now it's going to be... So so the second overall pick, once upon a time, is now a twice-traded quarterback. And he's back in the NFC East. So Wentz at Eagles is coming as Mm -hmm. a divisional game. Eagles at Wentz, Hurts versus Wentz, which will be fascinating. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it, when Hurts plays Wentz, can we just have Nate Sudfeld flip the coin? 
He's just for old time's sake, one of them up. just for old time's sake, just come on it. Yeah, just bench one of them in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so look, man, uh, uh, Carson Wentz had the ideal spot. Carson Wentz had the ideal spot for himself at Indianapolis. Frank Reich as his coach, and one of the best running backs in the league, helping balance things out. And they looked like the proverbial team that nobody wanted to face, and it fell apart. And those two weeks, as it fell apart, clearly soured the team on Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. Or they were already beginning to feel soured, and the two weeks just nailed the coffin shut. Now, the Indianapolis Colts, who are they going to have at quarterback? What are they going to do next? Who are they going to next? What is their plan to do anything next? Who do they like? Did they see somebody at the combine? Did they call for Jordan Love? I was just thinking. Um, <laughs> what else do they do? Adam Schefter is saying that Washington is taking on Wentz's full contract, which has uh, three years left at about $22 million per season. Well, that's very affordable. That is very affordable when you take a look at Dak making double. And Washington, was they, they were calling on everybody. They were going YOLO on everybody. And the Colts giving up a first rounder for Carson Wentz to show up for one year, not make the playoffs, is just brutal. But I guess good on them that they're like, we're getting out. And for Jim Ursay to say, okay, guys, he's got to be, he's got to sit there and say, not a big fan of the way this all worked out, but you're still my guys to help make it better. They took their shot, didn't work out, and they cut bait. That's still, and, a, that's an interesting destination, too. That's a good team. It's a good team. The, the, the good Colts. offensive line, good weapons. Good defense. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, good Great defense. running back. Darius Leonard. But who's cool kicker? Who, who, I don't know. That's a team ready-made to win that division, obviously. I'll just keep throwing out rumors, stuff that I heard. Make them up, Rich. No, I'm not making it up. I'll just tell you stuff (laughs) that I heard in Indianapolis. Make them up. That they're going to try and maybe go YOLO for, like, Derek Carr. That would be awesome for Derek Carr. Well, I'm just saying that if, 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 if the Raiders aren't that into Carr... Potentially, and I know that that's how many times do we keep saying that it might be unfortunate, like it might be now, untrue, and it may be. But good. just if the Broncos call up Seattle and say, "Here's everything for uh, for Russell," and they're like, "Sure," then why can't you go YOLO on somewhere else? And the Washington Commanders, I mean, you want to talk about what door number three is? If door number one was Aaron Rodgers and door number two was Russell Wilson, door this is. <laughs> this is definitely door number three, and good luck. Good luck to them. Where it's Wentz coming and going back into the NFC East. Mm-mm-mm. Guys, what if Tom? What Brady, a trade that is! What if Tom Brady feels so bad about depriving the Colts of championships for all those years? He goes, "You know what? I'm going to do you solid. I'm going to get you one." You know one place that Tom Brady's not going to go? Indianapolis. Walk past Peyton Manning's statue every day? Nope. And then how about Carson Wentz? Second overall pick, 2016 draft. 
Philadelphia goes all in to go get him, trade up to go get him. He has an his best season. He can't finish because his knee's blown out. By the way, Aaron Donald, how many people's Aaron Donald gotten? He's gotten <laughs> Wentz's knee. Man. He's gotten Breeze's thumb, right? right? He got Russell Wilson's finger. Don't cross paths with him. But so, so it's Wentz, can't finish the season. Foles wins the Super Bowl, is the Super Bowl MVP. Wentz has a fallen out with the Eagles, and Doug Peterson goes from champion coach to out. So does Wentz. The Eagles get a one for him. The Colts cough up the one for him, don't make the playoffs, and now he's on his third team. But $22 million is very affordable. I don't know. Let's just put it this way. I think Broncos fans are much happier today, and that's why you pay that premium for Russell Wilson. You give up two threes for Wentz. Well, good luck with that. See what happens there. That's your Heineke upgrade. Carson Wentz, everybody.